let's jump into it, guys. We're going to talk Club 22 with Tate James, like much anticipated discussion. Right. So I think obviously the overwhelming thought was in relation to Cass to start with. And also brilliant writing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was like (laughs) giggling the whole time. (laughs) I know. As soon as I was reading, like, I'm like, okay, it's still open. Like, it's not conclusive here. But as they're going to the funeral scene, I'm like, damn, she is harsh. She is harsh. (laughs) But I was like, there's going to be so many brokenhearted people like, oh, my God, she really killed him off. So... (laughs) I mean I was excited for the quadruplets I'm like, <laughs> yeah yeah but I did I did love it so yeah I mean were you silently or well, probably not even silently were you laughing to yourself whilst you were writing this scene just knowing how many people were going to be crying yeah I actually wanted to <laughs> um Heather and Jane were like drag it out further like keep him dead for half the book and <laughs> That would have been so hard. Thought about it and like I was I was on board because so many people were like having opinions. Um and generally generally when I get some really strong opinions in, in, in my spoiler group, I want to do the exact opposite of yes. what all the I mean we know are. about you. <laughs> and so they were like like really make more for it. And I thought about it, but the the problem with first person narrative is that you can't you can't lie yeah. in a first person narrative because you're inside that character's head. You can't lie about what they're feeling or what they're thinking. So either you have to completely avoid thinking about that person or you have to spin it in a way that can be misunderstood. Yeah. So that's why um, at the end of Anarchy, she was feeling a lot of guilt and fear and uh, apprehension and things like that because she knew that she might kill him if her shot went astray. Yes. She knew how much trust he was putting in her and everything like that. So all of those emotions are authentic, but everybody misread why she was feeling those emotions, mm-hmm. like the motivation behind those emotions. So you can't outright lie inside the character's narrative. And four chapters was about as far as I could push it without lying. Um, because yeah. at some stage she was going to need to think about Cass in more of a uh, present sense. And you could only do so many flashbacks to that moment when she thought she might have killed him without intentionally lying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that makes sense. As far as I could push it. Um, and then after that, I was like, at some stage here, she's going to need to have a genuine emotion about how she feels about whether he is dead or alive. Um, <laughs> so. I do. Um, yes. Well, my thoughts about the end of Enaku were like, yeah, I, I mean, I was like, he's got a vest on, you know, like I had all these thoughts and like, so, you know, I was like, yes, see, I told you Beck, I told you she was really just hoping that Cass was dead. No, I, okay. No, (laughs) no, that's not true. To an extent it was. I just love the, the shit stirring and I love how people just 
I, I, I actually quite like if a main character dies or if there's a massive cliffhanger, I like the way it makes me feel when I read a book. Like it just brings like, and I'm one of those creepy people that love horror movies. It's called being a masochist. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, yeah, I, I, I just love to, when stuff like that happens to see, you know, especially when it's in a series, what the author is actually going to bring in the next book. And like, I, I love that. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I do like a good but cliffhanger. I think to your point, it made Not sense. initially. When it initially occurs to me, I'm like, fucking hell. Well, when you've got to wait a whole But then, you know, book, after yeah. that, I'm like, hmm, that was a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if, if the book doesn't end with a cliffhanger, like, are you really thinking about it two weeks later? Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's just boring, right? Mm, yeah. Well, you, you want to be able to bring your readers back as well. Like, yeah, exactly. And... Yeah, it's got to continue it. on somehow. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing we really loved is how. Um, <laughs> so when you find out that he is alive, and then it just finally, jumps straight into a sex. Finally, like, Zed's like, yes. I was like, okay, well, th- thank God it's happening straight up. And I think the quote, "Dinner's ready," will forever be burned. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> she's literally that. in hysterics about that. But I was just like <laughs> loving the fact that Zed was just like. He just walks over, gets involved, and then Cass is like, mm, I guess Zed's done sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because although there was a, a three-month gap for all of us in between the books, for them it's only been a week. And yeah. he did say, if I catch you riding cock in my house. Yeah, I'm, I'm he yeah, did. exactly. He did. He was just following through on his promise. And, I mean, good on him for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know, the whole dinner's ready thing. I was you like, just can't get past that. That's just your so quote of the book, few, I think. like, scenes and quotes that I remember from all the books and, like, that will be forever one. I don't even care about the rest of it. I'm like, that's so hot. I know, it was. It was really hot. Yeah. Yeah, we also loved how much lucas was oh, an yeah. alpha in this book like yeah. he was just like owning it and i freaking loved when he walked in on, like because he got cock blocked and then he walked in on zed and hey yes. and he was like awesome. oopsie <laughs> sorry <laughs> i love that between them like that was probably the big like the yeah another thing of the book like their their banter between the two of them was awesome <laughs> He's such a shithead and he's really, he's embracing his role as like Zed and Cass's like surrogate little brother. Yeah. Um, and he's like, fuck it. Like, I why know. not? He's, he's kind of at the point where he's like, I'm not going to pretend to be older than I am. I am 19 and I'm going to fucking well act like a 19 year old when it suits me. Um, and right now it suits me to, to be a shithead when you think you're actually going to get some action like surprise motherfucker cock blocked you i know but in saying that zed also acted like a 19 year old when he fucked hades in the kitchen know, and then he just record. picks the phone up and he's like oh hey that. sorry <laughs> my bad you I, were still there uh, i feel like you had like so much fun right i know you're literally like, just laughing the entire time i was killing myself laughing the entire time i don't Lead next to my husband in bed sometimes if it's really late and I had to literally go out into the lounge room because I was just dying that, that scene with um Zed and Hades in the kitchen when he had Lucas on the phone that was payback for that scene in I think it was in Anarchy when they were in the gym mm-hmm. um, 
Yep. Yep. I, I just couldn't get enough of that. I was just like, you know, like you just kind of forgot that he was on the phone. Well, he put the phone down. He just assumes he's hung up and then like they get it on and then he just picks it up, looks over at Hades with the smirk on his face. He's like, oh, hey, I Lucas, know. my bad. <laughs> You're still there. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, I've been talking to Heather about this recently. Um, I've been having a fun experiment with assumptions and and how easily um, you can play to assumptions. Um, of oh, reasons. absolutely. So things like when I when when the the writing says they'd put the phone down, people assume he hung up the call, mm. but that's not what it says. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's exactly when in the when you were t- writing about Cass's funeral scene, like you were very clever with how you wrote that. And I was like, oh, people, if they like just quickly try to like get to the next part, they're totally going to miss the little the little cues there. <laughs> Another thing that really blew my mind, but I loved, was that Nadia was Cass's grandmother. Oh, I love that. <laughs> loved it Nadia has always been Cass's grandmother and I got to the scene with her and I said to Heather do we know like (laughs) did I ever tell anyone no you didn't (laughs) she was like I don't think we have and that's why when Zeb said Nadia's Cass's grandmother Hades was like what and Zeb was like I thought you knew because I was like I thought you knew (laughs) (laughs) Uh, guys sorry I mean she's been here the whole way through from the MK series but yeah by the way Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. It's, you, you've <laughs> always explained that they had a close relationship yeah. through the books anyway. So I think that was actually really a nice surprise to find that oh, out. I loved point. it. Yeah. Because I love Nadia because she's just been like a constant there know, the whole a, way through. Yeah. And also I loved the fact that she knew that he was alive because I feel like I would have been heartbroken oh, if I she had to that. believe that he was dead. I know. Yeah. But yeah, she's such a tough bitch. I just loved it. Like when <laughs> when Hades drugged chase and she's like oh (laughs) good you killed him (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was one of my favorite that scene actually took a lot of um back and forth discussion with dr rebecca um who is my 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 medical beta reader um because initially i'd use sleeping pills and she was like they don't work that fast (laughs) and i was like no um Asking for a book character, totally, <laughs> like not in real life. But how do I knock someone out? How quickly can I knock someone out? What drug shall I use? Pretty much, that's how our conversations go. If I, I'm like, okay, if I would like to knock someone out within the space of three to five minutes um, and I want them to be completely dead out, um, it needs to be something undetectable to go in coffee. And she'll be like, um. <laughs> And so we had to do a lot of a lot of back and forth on that because she was like, no, it takes at least 20 minutes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I don't have 20 minutes. Um, I need it to work right now. And she goes, okay, well, can you put it in alcohol? And I'm like, no, it's 10 a.m. It needs to go in coffee. <laughs> um, so it took a lot of... A That's lot what of, it's happening. It's yeah, so she actually time. did some extensive um, research into what drugs are available on the market and, and what could plausibly have been used and what would... <laughs> what would work with potentially if Chase was taking other medication, would it work, like, would it hit him faster and all that sort of stuff. So that's, I had to do, and I ended up having to do a very last minute um, tweak to that because I had 
I had written it in as a powder and she was like, no, it comes in liquid form. So I had to like do a very last minute switch to making it a liquid, not a powder and things like that. But we have some great discussions. <laughs> Imagine, like, I feel like I really want to be a part of these discussions. <laughs> like, just to just to just, just as an FYI for myself, I'm never going to use it, obviously. But you know, just sure. just interesting it's facts. Actually, like, it's actually a bit rough on her because I don't let her read the final um, manuscript until it's finished. Whereas yeah. Heather and Jane read it as I write it. Um, so, but I don't like to get things wrong and have to go back and fix them later. So I will have these hypothetical conversations with her where I'll be like, okay, so I would like to, and this is one, I can tell you this one because it did, I think I've already told you this one before because it's not going to work because she told me it's not going to work. Um, I was like, I would like to poison somebody with antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't heard this one before. Please, please go on. <laughs> and she was like, Huh? And I was like, okay, I would like to poison somebody with antifreeze, maybe Zed, um, and I would like him to be rescued. Um, would a shot of ethanol do the job? <laughs> She's like, I mean, do you want him to die? And I was like, no, I'd like to save him. And she's like, no. <laughs> I love no, I'd like to save him. Uh, also, I just want to know, like, who's just carrying around a shot of ethanol? Oh, dear God, he's been poisoned with antifreeze. Run to the cupboard and get the ethanol. She was like, she was like, okay, well, can you, like, do you have room on the page to write in six months of dialysis? And I was like, no, I do not. Like, then you may not do it. And I was like, noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, don't think so you could much. string your people, your readers no. along for six months. You're just on dialysis. Like, there's the storyline just being put also, out. Also, probably not really a sexy story. No. So any anything that she says to me, look, this is going to require you know six to twelve months of um, physical training, or like you know therapy, or you know dialysis, or a coma or things like that. I'm like, no, oh, too hard. All right, dial it back. <laughs> okay, that Just was real a bit quick. extreme. Uh, all right. Even when it comes to things like, okay, so um, I had this extensive conversation with her around Hades um, slipping out of her handcuffs. Okay, yeah. So I had been under the impression that you could um, dislocate your thumb mm. to slide out of handcuffs. So I had this, this hypothetical conversation with her um, if I do, if I dislocate my thumb, how long? What is the recovery like, and what do I need to do? And she's like, "Whoa, how do you dislocate your thumb?" And I was like, "This is not me. <laughs> not me." And she's like, "Oh right, we're doing hypothetical again." <laughs> and so we we did a lot of a lot of reading into it, or Rebecca did a lot of reading into it, and she came back to me and said, "That's a myth." dislocating your thumb will not help you slip out of handcuffs because if you look at the way your like thumb works if you dislocate it this joint doesn't actually move yeah you're right so it's not gonna, all it's going to do is put you in a heck of a lot of pain and not actually get you out of so that's the joint on the wrist yeah. that you need to get past yeah in handcuffs yeah it's still there that's wow i'll yeah. note that down if i ever find myself in handcuffs yeah. so we did a lot of reading into it and we found that typically women are better at getting out of handcuffs than men because of two things one the ability to fold your thumb in fold your hand together mm -hmm. and men can't fold their hand in quite as tight as women 
And the other is that typically men will not do the handcuff as tight on women as they do on men. So there is that little bit of extra wiggle room. <laughs> I love these conversations so much. I'm learning, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot because I have watched TikTok videos about how to get out of zip ties. Uh, but yep. yeah, I love that handcuffs as well. So it's always handy just to know. Yeah. Well, because she was telling me that if, if I dislocate her thumb or break a finger or anything like that, she's going to need to be in like a wrist cast and therefore not be able to do a pole dance routine, right? And I was like, yeah, that's I, mean, that, I mean, we can't avoid Again, that scene. That was a required sexy. scene. Not sexy at all. Yeah. And I knew, I knew on my timeline, I didn't have three to four weeks for her to recover from that before. Yeah. So. <laughs> also like Chase was so freaking creepy when he was just like standing there and he's like I've got Seb's hair <laughs> smelling it so, so creepy I'm like oh my god this dude seriously is doing my head in I, I, when I told her I wanted to do that she was like huh, huh. <laughs> yeah, it's real creepy but so creepy. I, it fits so well with him and I oh, actually it does. It to- like his personality was perfectly done right like perfectly so done I actually loved when he moved across the road and he's like morning neighbor I, I know like, I love that I hate him so much but also <laughs> I do love his banter when he's like that I'm like oh my god he's such a fucking prick like seriously what was the I said to Heather I'm gonna move Chase in across the road and she goes that Zed lives on an like on an acreage like there's no way for him to like peer in the window or anything I was like doesn't matter it will be annoying he's just yes. there to stir the shit yes he's- He's just there to be a fucking pest. I was like, That's doesn't a- matter if you can see that, like, the tree, like, Chase, uh, sorry, Zed's house is completely, like, you can't, unless you're flying a drone, you can't see into his house. Totally cool. That's why the courtyard is in the middle of the house, so that they can be outdoors without worrying about people seeing them. But um, she was like, so what's the point? And I was like, because it will piss them off. Yeah. Yes. And it will just make them paranoid the whole time. And also, apparently, you can still fucking break into the fortress and cut off Seth's hair. So, you know, yeah. he's just a sneaky little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I'm sorry. Like, Hades and Zed were about to get it on in a sex club. Fuck off, Chase. So, actually, yeah. I um, I think that's the point. Yeah, I, that's the point where I was kind of like, hang on, something, something's not quite right there because there's a part where Hades goes and takes a phone call. She walks away and then she says, I wish I could um, lip read. And I'm like, okay, what are they talking about? Um, but then every time Chase, oh no, Zed disappears in, you know, she can't find him the whole time. I'm like, oh my God, Chase has killed him. Chase has kidnapped him. Because I'm thinking you're going to like actually physically maim him as well. But then at the same time, I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I it fits with her character. I know. That, so I was ex- that assumption again. Look, I, was thinking I that. had to laugh because I finished reading before Beck as usual because she's so slow, and um, <laughs> she's like sending me all these Snapchats, and she's like, "Oh my god, if like it's going to be, is it Seth? Like, I think Seth's going to be the bad one, or is it Alexi?" And I'm just sitting there, like, not like obviously talking to her just watching her snaps going no it's Zed it's Zed (laughs) well I didn't want it to be Seth because I feel like that would have actually been a bigger betrayal because that's her little sister and there's a lot there's a lot there to unpack I just love that you were like Seth's the bitch and then straight away (laughs) I was like no it's not actually either of them and then I snap her again I'm like 
Zed, I'm going to cry and I don't cry at anything. And I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I hope she cries. Yeah, but I didn't. I actually laughed because by that point I could actually see that it was a possibility. And I was like, oh, I love this so much. I was so amped. I couldn't sleep. I think everybody either expected Seth to betray Hades or for Zed to be on a death cliffhanger mm. and, because, and because they were the expected cliffhangers that's opposite of what I did yes absolutely I, I did love it like and I do like the whole time I'm like oh my god she's actually gonna make Zed FBI but like the little hints there about Alexi Alexi yeah we're just keeping me on like could it still oh, hopefully it's still Alexi and even like right up to the very end where she's like Alexi's at Timber and then she gets arrested and I'm like well Alexi's here clearly he's the undercover guy and then they're like where is he and then they're like oh no Zed recorded I'm like I know as soon as I read that part I was like how dare you why would you do that I was like oh man people are gonna die when they read this but you know what like Zed's been FBI since like he tried telling her within like I don't even know how many chapters into book one. There was like three instances in book one that he tried to tell her. But I think you, again, with the assumptions, you think the, that she, he's trying to tell her about his feelings for her rather than that. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I, I mean. I you know what they say about assumptions. But that, that is the power of first person narrative. If Hades believes it, so do you. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's the truth. Yeah, exactly. No, well, you kind of, like, as you started to get led down that path towards, okay, there's a chance he could be FBI in this book, you see the moment where he tries to tell her in this book, well, I picked up on that moment. You're like, okay, I have a feeling that's what he's trying to tell her now. Um, But, yeah, previously I think that was what the assumption was, that you're thinking, oh, he's trying to actually tell her his feelings for her because that was such the big issue then. But also in this one, when he does try to tell her again, it's after they've broken down their walls and, you know, established the fact that he loves her, et cetera, et cetera. So that you're like, hang on a minute, that's not what he's going to tell her. Yes, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Um, So... Steph finally finds out everything. Look, I'm sorry. I'm reading all the stuff in What the Fuck Take. And they're like, oh, my God, everybody needs to give Seth a break. I'm like, she's a little bitch. I'm sorry, but she is. Um, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, yes, Hades has brought her up to be that way, but she's still a cow. Let's be I think clear. because she's just immature. She's like, that's why I kind of thought that she was going to be the one to betray, only because I feel she'd be easily swayed. Yes. But you can tell it was, like, heartbreaking for her to find out. But she just, I don't think she quite understands how to process it. That's my thought. Yeah. The thing is, you've, okay, for one thing, you're only seeing Seth through Hades' eyes right now. Yeah. And Hades doesn't see her as an adult. No. She doesn't see her as capable. She doesn't see her as mature. She doesn't see her as anything but her bratty little sister. Hades essentially still sees Seth as a 13-year-old. Yeah. Mm. So that's. So that's the perception that you're going to get of Seth. Yeah. If you remember Seth from Madison Kate's series, it's a very different character because Madison Kate sees her as an equal. She sees her as a peer. Um, So it's just a very different, um, very different perspective of who Seth is. You actually haven't had any of Seth's narrative 
mm. herself. So you you don't really know who she is as a no. person. You just you just see how Hades and 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 by extension how her men view Seth, and that is as a child. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that you only have that one very small interaction with Seth after she finds out the truth. And yes, she did find out the truth. I've seen so many people being like, but did Zed really tell her? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was. No, years. Zed was like, I'm not telling her. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to sit here. And then because Luke finds out too, because he's he yep. didn't realize that. He didn't the know extent. the extent, no. Yeah, I think that was a huge step for them. He had a. He had a an inkling of an idea and he had a vague understanding because Hades has talked about it with him previously, just sort of in, in broad terms. He had a better idea than Seth did. Um, he definitely got a lot more detail when Zed broke it down for them um, and he's very respectfully not brought it up with her because for what, like, for what benefit. Yeah, um, yeah. The only interaction we have with Seth after she finds out the truth is just that very small snippet and it's directly after she finds out She's not going to have a personality transplant. No. Like, it's going to take her a while to actually kind of. And even then, she's still a different person because of the way that Hades has raised her. But that's how Hades wanted her to be. So you understand that because she wanted her to have that innocence and everything like that. But yes, you see her through Hades' eyes where Hades is going through all this shit and she's just being like a cow to her about it. But it's because she's just in a completely different life basically she doesn't even know any of this stuff so. i love how yeah. brave Seth is like i think it's in madison kate with um with cass as well yeah like, i love <laughs> that and that's why i thought starting this series it was possibly going to be um Seth and cass and she's like i can't handle the age gap i'm like i do i do love them i just you know my brain has weird things about certain types of age gaps i don't know why but yeah, that's just how it works. They can be they can be nineteen and thirty five. They can't be eighteen and thirty five. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just a thing. Um, Weird in there. Right? <laughs> yeah, I I tend to think yeah. Once yeah, there's a big difference between like fourteen and twenty four versus yeah. like nineteen and even thirty nine. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a, it's a it's a question of maturity and it's a question of. Um, experience and all that sort of stuff so yeah. I think once people get to a certain age where they are even just where they're emotionally an adult then I think age is just a number That's the um, thing. Yeah. It, it, it is different when they are still a child and I think I currently where Seth is that I would never give her an age gap relationship because she is mentally still a child that's um, right she has matured to the point where she'd be able to handle a, a large age gap she wouldn't be able to handle an adult male do you know what no. I mean no <clears throat> but you no. know time cures all <laughs> you never know what will happen I mean certainly I don't I don't foresee giving Steph any kind of romantic relationship um throughout the next book um because she is still she's still coming to terms with her who she is as a person it's going to take her a while yeah and I think it's going to be a lot I think it'd be a lot for her to process everything that she was told as well. Like it's a lot, I think, for anybody. That's it. It's going to take a long time for that information to really sink in, for her to replay it in her mind and, and really analyse what Zed's told her and even potentially go back to him and ask further questions for a clarification and, and things like that. Or even, 
you know, break down some of those things with Hades and say to her, like, you know, Zed told me that our father was going to sell me as a sex slave to a fucking Saudi Arabia millionaire. Like, what, 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 what? Yeah. And have, and have Hades be like, well, yeah, bro, like, this is what happened. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so it's going to take a little bit of, a little bit of, um, a little bit of processing for her to really absorb how much danger she really is in and and one conversation and, and a couple of hours is not going to do that for her no. so of course she was still a brat when when Hades came back and said I'm sending you away like you're too much fucking drama for me I'm fucking sending you to somebody who can handle your shit of course she's going to react badly like of yeah. course she is yeah and I think that's the I think that's where a lot of people who are on the can't stand Seth bad bandwagon is like put yourself in her shoes as a teenager being sent off everywhere and being controlled and not actually knowing anything that could have possibly happened to you of course you're going to be bratty I'd be fucking bratty I'd be like yeah rebelling and I guess oh, the part that oh my gosh speaking of her getting sent away when they couldn't when the, the MK boys couldn't keep her safe I was like I know oh. I'm like Archer <laughs> WTF? Get your shit together, bro. Because uh, I said, I said to, I said to Heather, I want, um, I want Seth to end up in trouble. And she goes, How's that going to work? Archer and the boys are looking after her. And I was like, Yeah, but who's more important than Seth? Mm. And she was like, Oh, you're going to hurt MK. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, Oh shit. The only thing that would make those boys fuck up their mission is if their attention is solely focused elsewhere. Mm, yeah, I did and actually think, like it. The thing is, everybody's been like, oh, you know, Hades is too harsh on Archer, blah, blah, blah. No, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. When you saw what she did when when Chase and her father tried to sell Seth, they got off light. They got off light. really light. <laughs> they got off really light. And it doesn't matter that Hades is just as responsible for Seth's safety. That doesn't fucking matter. Not to her, no. That she had tasked them to look after her sister and they didn't do it. I know. I was like, when we were, when I read that, I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> everyone's already like, you know, kind of, oh, okay, you know, Madison Cade and the boys got their sort of happy ever after. And then all, and you know, they're, they're friendly with Hades and Zed. And then all of a sudden I was like, Mm-mm. Ooh. Ooh. now they're in trouble. And I'm like, oh, got some making up to do. Yeah. But this is the thing. People do make mistakes and they do fuck up and nobody is infallible. Yeah. yeah. I, I was getting, I was getting to the point where I was feeling like everybody was of the impression that Archer and the boys could do no wrong. Well, <laughs> yes that's exactly when I read that I was like oh this is gonna hurt a lot of people (laughs) Mm. so in terms of like Lucas's mum like uh, that is a lot to unpack all the shit that's going down with her all of her little secrets Mm. you know the secret daddy who Hades happened to accidentally well I mean not so much of an accident but killed before she met Lucas I mean oh shit uh, but, you know, we are of the opinion that, like, Lucas doesn't really, I mean, if he wants to be pissed at someone, he needs to be pissed at his mum because she's kept the secret, right? And, I mean, Hades doesn't even know Lucas at the time she kills the dad. Like, he can't really hold her <laughs> Get accountable. Her Lucas. I mean, I know. I'm like, look, Hades told you. She warned you off. She, she told you what she was about. I and you were like, you. I'm all in. Mm. 
Well, so, okay. So, Lucas, I, in, in my opinion, Lucas isn't, he's not heartbroken that she killed his dad. He doesn't know, he never knew Grant Wilson. He, like, he literally, it's just the name on his paper to him. Even, even if it was Nicholas Porter, he still wouldn't be heartbroken about that because he never knew the man. Yeah. Um, what are you upset at? Is the fact that she didn't fucking tell him. I know that. I mean, that is something she needs to be held mm. accountable for because that was pretty harsh. Yeah. And I like at the time she was just like, "Oh, I fucked up. Like, let's just, let's just, let's just never mention it again." And I get it. Like sometimes people make those decisions where they they think that the secret's never going to come out, and it always does. It always bites them in the ass. But that's where her head was at, and that's obviously what's happening now. <laughs> Yeah, she got exposed in the most brutal way. She's like, damn, should have had that conversation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and but I think it's like she hasn't ever really had people that, you know, because she's protected Seth. She kept that secret from her. She's kept secrets from Cass as well. Yeah, she does stuff. it because she thinks she's protected. Yeah, she them. thinks that, yeah. So she's got to come yeah. over. Yeah. She, and she's very, much, she's very much of the opinion that, she'll only share information if there's benefit to that person knowing it. Yeah. And in the case of Brant Wilson, she thought there's no benefit to Lucas knowing I killed that man. No, so yeah. why would I hurt him potentially by yeah. sharing that information only to appease my own guilt, you know, and she's, ne- she's never going to take that easy road of appeasing her own guilt and potentially hurting somebody else. And that's why she's never told Seth about everything that went down because in her, in her opinion, the only person that, that's helping is herself yeah. and she's always going to put other people's well-being higher than her own. Even though, yes, we know that Seth would have been better off knowing, blah, 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 blah. In Hades' mind, Seth knowing is only going to hurt her. So she's mm. going to keep that to herself and live with the guilt of it and just keep it a secret. And the same thing with, with killing Lucas's dad. She was like, Lucas doesn't gain anything by knowing this information, so we'll just... Mm-hmm. yeah um I must say like I did love like getting into the spicy side of things I really loved how like Cass was all like you know put this butt plug in and you got to walk through the <laughs> and I was like oh damn Cass <laughs> and then I was I the part that I probably loved the most out of that particular day was when um like he got home and Zed finds out and he's like, what? I've had her wearing it all day. I figured you would have found know, out at some point. <laughs> like, oh, snap. You missed out. Disappointed. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was a, a, a series of unfortunate events for Zed that day. Oh, all of the Zeddy bear there. But, I mean, fully made up for it in the pole dancing. The pole dancing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was, I was just like, I know. I was like, if Chase walks in right now. I know. Fucking Chase, stay away. But I did love, I love all the commentary about Lucas. Like, oh, look how big his dick is. And like, Jesus, of course he's got a giant dick. Or like how they're like, ah, you just came. And he's like, yeah, I'm 19. I'm 19, old man. Like, I'm ready to go again. So I I know. I've always said Lucas has got stamina. I know. He was just like, whatever. I'm taking advantage of this. Sucked in. You only get one go. Exactly. He's like, what up, old man? Need a refractory period over there? (laughs) I know. I'm ready to go. I did love that banter. That was amazing. Yeah. 
But yeah, I guess all that leads to the final scene and the heartbreaking moment where she looks out the window and sees Chase say, good job, old mate. And I was like, like, I know in my head, like Chase has probably set that whole thing up because he's such a big smart ass. So he's like, knows that she's looking. And in my head, I just feel like the next scene, cut to the next scene, the car's driven off and Zed punches Chase in the face because he's a dickhead. Don't say these things. I know, I know. Look, I have so many other thoughts, which I've kept to myself for that very reason. Yeah, I'm like, don't, don't tell her. Don't tell her. You will have people like out against us. I know. I won't say anything more, guys. I'm sorry. The thing is, with that, and that this is another experiment, experiment, but an interesting observation in the the power of suggestion mm. that just a couple of paragraphs at the end of the book has led readers to formulate their entire backstory for Zed and change their entire opinion about his motivation and what things he was lying about or what things he was involved in and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like. That's interesting. (laughs) And in reality, there's no context, there's no verifications, there's no backstory, there's no explanations, there's no excuses. All you get is a couple of paragraphs of hearsay, essentially, and everybody's very willing to believe the worst. And I find that a very interesting uh, experiment. In we don't believe the word not tell you what we do believe because we're not giving you any thoughts i actually don't i don't have any thoughts on anything i'm just going into this blind i'm like i got so many what? thoughts yeah i don't tell don't tell me about them. i'm not I don't they're all in here I'm not letting anybody know <laughs> if, it, if it helps at all i have already written this chapter <gasps> that doesn't help <laughs> I just find it hilarious that the whole time like she's writing the three books and she's like <laughs> <"Zed's> FBI. <laughs> I, mean, I just would love this because I love plot twists yes. and I I love like those types of things and so like I would love to be able to do something like that just sit there being like <laughs> they I know how Yep. Just tell uh, yeah. us, like so diabolical there. It's like, uh-huh. I think when I started writing, before I started writing Haiti series, um, I have a I have a plan document. It's like my level of outlining is appalling, but um, I have my plan document and I wrote on it um, the names of each of the four books. Um, I wrote uh, the opening scene, like just a brief like you know, um, Seven Circle opens at Seven Circle, Hades POV meets Lucas kind of thing. Like that's the level of my outlining. And so I'd gone through and I'd done opening scenes for all four and I'd done cliffhangers for all four. Um, and Heather highlighted because I had written book four, cliffhanger. And she was like, the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I've had it. <laughs> I mean, look, I feel like, you know, your entire what the fuck tape group at that point just shuts down because they're like, what? I had to to go back and amend it and say, not cliffhanger. (laughs) Well-rounded conclusion. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) 
my gosh. Well, anyway, I feel like that's all of my thoughts about the book. Yeah, I think you got a lot out then. I got a lot out. What about do you? Do you feel better now? I do. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts you have left? No, I, I just want to say it's probably like my favorite book out of all of them. Like I loved every minute, every minute of it. So thank you for your. I think. I think. Um, book four is going to turn into probably the longest book I've ever written. I love um, that. Yeah. I, I started trying to um, make a list of all the, all of the um, plot threads that needed to be rounded up and worked out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Not there. Maybe I should have done a fifth book. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm too, like, I'm... I have certain points that I'm really stubborn on and one of them is never extending a series beyond what I've said it's going to be. Yeah. So if I say it's going to be a four book series, it's just going to have to be a four book series, no matter how long the books end up being. Um, <laughs> like we, you buy the book and it's this big. Like, <laughs> look, she was not going to do any more books. <laughs> Don't worry about the posting on this one, guys. Kindle. Just get it on your Kindle. <laughs> yeah. It'll sit really nicely on the shelf beside like Caroline and Suzanne's book yes it's so long. so long absolutely well yes thank you so much for chatting with us yeah um we cannot wait to find out what happens in Timber. like can't wait I love that I actually like the waiting though because it's kind of like edging <laughs> it's like oh what's gonna happen <laughs> it, the thing is like <laughs> The, the first the first couple of chapters of Timber are rough, so they're going to take me a while to get through. Um, but then I think it's going to flow really right. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm totally meeting the deadline, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so don't expect to hear anything from Tate for the next couple of months then, everybody. It's going to be off, off need, book. Yeah, we need yeah I'm going to be... I'm going to be extending my social media hiatus to, to get this one done. So I think I said I would, um, I said I would pop into what the fuck on next, like a week from now or something, um, and do a spoiler chat there, and then that's that's my cutoff, and then I go back to the writing cave. Um, so I think I'll have to assign a few more moderators to my groups and things, and then um, peace out <laughs> until the book's done. Love it. Anyway, uh, thanks, 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 bye. Bye. bye.